And I think that that's another part of the reason why I am harping on the family thing is like, I don't want anybody to feel like they're just there for me or just there for you. You are here for us. So if you don't care about this union, if you don't care about this relationship making, get out. You don't need to be here. Right. Just send your money. Just send your gift. Save you the flight and all that. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Buffet Podcast, brought to you by your favorite hosts, Brandon and Siandra. <laughs> episode 115. We're mm. back at it again with the white bands. <laughs> if y'all don't know that from Vine, what? You're not. Oh, with the, oh, with the white man? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't know. Sam Daniel. Yeah, no, I didn't. I never got I never, I never got on Vine like that either. So me neither. But I still knew the things. Maybe it's because I was outside when Vine was. Everybody was on Vine, so I heard it, even uh, if I didn't have it. I guess. I mean, yes, part of the younger, younger crowd. Yeah, the youth them. A few years matters a lot during during in that age group. That's true. I mean, especially with social media stuff, there mm-hmm. were things we definitely have been on different part of the internet before. So even to this day, to this day, to this day. That's real. There's so many different areas of social media that you, I know it's those unknown unknowns. You don't even know that it exists, and yeah. you're like, "What? This is this this exists." That's why I feel like if you have a high follower account, you can't put too much credence in that. It's not like everybody knows you. It's this population of people who know you, and those people can be spread out all across the world. Mm-hmm. They don't. They probably don't even and talk to groups. each other. That's yeah, true. like. The people who know you don't know each other, so it's not like you have a real community of people because they're not going to click I mean, up. I'm sure you do, but it's not going to be your follower uh, amount. Oh, uh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, just because you got you got a million followers don't mean like all one million of those people are going to rock with you and everything you do. You're probably going to get a, a small percentage of that, which is still a significant amount. So That's true. Do your, do your thing. 21. <sighs> 21. So, yeah. Like I said, we you know we're back at it again. Another episode. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe. We're trying to run the numbers up. We're trying to get to that two hundred right now. Last last count, I think we we, we crossed that one seventy mark. So you know, yay! You know, what I'm saying it's slow and steady. You know, what I'm saying we're getting there. We're getting there. I appreciate each and every one of y'all who have already subscribed. And if you're watching this and you haven't been subscribing, I feel like you're just not paying your bill. Um, and I guess with the statistics being that, you know, most Americans, like 30, 30% of Americans is just not, just not paying their bill. I guess it makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here. Okay. I get it. I get, I get it. But you know what I'm saying? We love you. You know what I'm saying? I know you love us too. And you know, just go ahead, go ahead, hit that like, and hit, go ahead, hit that subscribe. Mm-hmm. All right. So last time we was on, well, first of all, last time that you saw me. How are you feeling? That's not a real song. Uh, you just made it up. I did. I'm okay. It's a little warm in here. Mm. Maybe it's the lights. It lights. could be the light, yeah. Damn, Flashing lights, you know what I'm saying? Lights heat things up. But other than that, I'm fine. Overall, I'm well. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear it. How are you? I'm doing all right. Now, so we had a little tough, uh, well, not, it was tough and it was long. We had, oh, the workout. we had a workout today. I was going to say, what we have tough? This is going to be news to long, me. Long and tough workout. You know what I'm saying? Did we a, did. Did a 90 minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had, a, had a sweat. Burning them calories. I hope y'all mm-hmm. I hope y'all staying fit. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever that looks like for y'all. Whether that be just you know walking around the block. 
or you know what I'm saying doing times. doing some uh chair exercises in your in in your office chair you know what I'm saying doing some calisthenics you know so I learned about that you know from Rob you know what I'm saying he got some some core exercises that he he be telling me about so oh, really yeah 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 so that being said that being said last episode you know we ended it we were talking about uh talking more about the premarital process mm-hmm. what it's like for us cuz you know if you don't already know which I feel like you should by now you know what I'm saying we if you like they can't it. see it there we go right. we's engaged you know what I'm saying we engaged to be married and you know we thought it might be a good idea to kind of bring you bring y'all in and talk about some of the things that we have been going through trying to figure out how we're going to make this happen all the things that go into it and i guarantee you no matter what it's going to be it's money going to be involved (laughs) that's one thing i'm learning right now no matter what you do or don't do you're still going to be paying some money yep agreed yeah, so th- today I guess we um, we're, we want to talk... Oh, before we get into that... Amuse Bush. We're going to Amuse Bush. I just want to get, give you all a little preempt. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're going to be talking about a little bit for the foreseeable future. But we're still going to throw in some, you know, some non-secorder, some things that, you know, hee hee ha maybe a video, things of that nature. And right. we got one ready for y'all. Um, it's not necessarily hee hee ha but it's more of like, hmm. And it is... Well, I'll just let y'all, let y'all hear it out. The kind of person you want to marry isn't something that everybody wants. It's something the value of which you only discover on long-term familiarity. What you want is an air fryer girlfriend or a Japanese toilet girlfriend, not a Corvette girlfriend. You want something which actually you know the value of fully because over long-term exposure, they're actually technically called in economics, they're called experience goods. What's interesting about an experience good is that it's something the value of which only becomes apparent with use. This is terrible using that economic term to refer to relationships it's not the worst thing people have said about relationships on the internet <laughs> you want an air fryer girlfriend that's the title yeah. of this episode air fryer air fryer girlfriend I, it's better than naming this joint uh japanese toilet girlfriend yeah that one's that, a little wild. that, that go crazy right there you know what i'm saying air fryer girlfriend mm-hmm. yeah i like that i like I don't know if I think of myself as an air fryer. I feel like that's a little, um, a little bit against what is the culture of that millennial kids were raised in. I think there was very much a culture of like, everybody is special. Everybody is, everybody gets a participation trophy, right? Mm -hmm. This idea Mm -hmm. that we are all unique and special and should, should be celebrated for our unique, special talent, skills, and abilities. As we have come to see over time, that has its drawbacks, right? Like there are things that Mm -hmm. you are ill-equipped to handle when you think that you're special or that things should just work out in a certain way because you are special. You have these certain expectations. So I say all that to say, I think we all think we're Corvettes. Most millennials will think that they're Corvettes, right? They think that they are the special thing, the wonderful thing. And nobody wants to be a Honda. Nobody wants to be an air fryer girlfriend. But what I think he's maybe calling out is that the thing that is dependable, the thing that is going to see you through, the thing that is more sturdy and a sure thing is the thing that you want in a marriage because you want your marriage to last a long time. Mm-hmm. You get a Corvette. The maintenance on the Corvette is expensive. The cost of upkeep... Well, that's just maintenance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maintenance on the Corvette is expensive. Insurance gonna be higher. The insurance is going to be higher. And there's always going to be a new 
bigger, better, shinier Corvette that is going to make your Corvette seem not as appealing. As long as my air fryer works, works well. I, I'm not gonna get a new mm-hmm. air fryer. Like I don't think that 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 is one of those things that has that same luster or consumerism kind of baked into it. And, and additionally, the other aspect is like I could live without a Corvette mm-hmm. at this point in time. Like, not saying if if we had to start giving away things, like if you, if you fell on hard times. The Corvettes on first thing. That's on, that's on the that's on the list of first things. That's we, we got to get up out of here because it is an expenditure that I can deal without. It is a drain on my resources. It does not give me anything except for it feels good. Mm-hmm. But a uh, a good air fryer, a good air fryer, it cooks for me. It cooks well. It's convenient. It's quick. Boop, boop, boop. Walk away and, and walk away. You could do other things while this thing is getting done. It feels it feels good and it does good. You tr- and if you keep it up, it can last you for a long time. It and its value becomes more apparent as to the more that you use it. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who is like air fryer. What you know? What is that? And then you try the air fryer. He's like, oh my god, that's true. Oh my god, I cannot go back from yeah. this. I need this in yeah. my life. Damn, that's real, babe. <laughs> there was a time before air fryers, but now Bro, I can't imagine going. I don't want back. it. You keep that. That how am I going to reheat we stuff? We were Neanderthals. Yeah, fire. How am I going to bring stuff back to life? Yeah. If you don't know, if you don't, if you haven't seen the wonders, have you experienced the wonders of an air fryer? I'm sorry for you. I know. Like you're living in a time. Like in a, what? What's the? What's the? You're living in the land before time. Damn. Like. Get on it. If you have the capability, go ahead and do that. I promise. Game changer. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. But and I feel like a good relationship is a game changer for you. Should be it would be a game changer for you. I agree with that. I think that's a good uh, parallel to draw. That like a good relationship will help you in the most. Ooh, my brain feels like it's lagging. A good relationship will help you in minor ways that make a major difference on mm-hmm. your day to day, right? Like having a person to be able to share your experiences with, talking about how you slept the night Real. before, what's talking the, what's, about what's the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the phrase they say. I don't know. I can't be, remember be, the percentage. Like, no, like being in a relationship is it being in a relate in a long term relationship is realizing that it's like just waking up and asking each other how you how yeah how, you slept. how well did you sleep last night? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It happens every day. Mm-hmm. It happens every day. It does. <sighs> Additionally, I have further thoughts. I want to. But first of all, did you finish your thoughts? Mm-hmm. The the idea of like when we when we first coming up, like the idea of like we are special, that the world should bend to our whim, like things should be working out to our to our benefit. If we are doing, if we if we try it, it should be successful. Is I, I believe one of the tenets that us millennials were kind of raised on, mm-hmm. but also we were something that we realized it was bullshit as we got older. Mm-hmm. We starting to re- we start to recognize like the gear the Corvette is cool, it's great, but it is not intri- it's not valuable. It's like mm-hmm. there's it's it is it's nothing it's nothing to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, I guess you can stunt driving down the street, but like, okay, like they're going to say, they're going to like, well, that's a cool car. And then go about their life. And they're never going to remember this. Never remember this again. And it is kind 
I feel like becoming an adult is realizing how awesome having a Honda or a Toyota or just a, a very dependable car, how much more important it is to have something that is dependable over something that's flashy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you don't necessarily recognize, you know, when you're younger, uh, you know, as a kid. I don't know why that isn't like pushed forward or maybe it is. And we're just not in a position to really hear it and understand it until we're in a position where it's like it impacts you, where, uh, whether that be financially or otherwise. But like nothing. <sighs> I'm trying to think of like for me, like when did. I stopped going from like, what's the newest shoe that's dropping? What's the newest technology that's dropping to like, yo, that kitchen looks fire. Like, yeah. like, do you see that island? That island looks <laughs> amazing. Like starting to recognize it, like things that are, it's going to be of value to you over decades as opposed to something that you're going to enjoy for six months until you get the next shoe or whatever. Um and I think that's what he's also speaking to. Yeah, I wonder if a part of that is a shift in your value system, like what you think is important, mm-hmm. but also how much you value yourself. I think at a certain point, it's like, uh, you know, these things are going to come and go, but it's it's just money, right? Like it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. But then when you start to think like, if I pay for this thing, it's actually this many hours out of my life because yeah. I'm a salaried employee and I do have wages that break down into that, you know, small of a quantity. Mm-hmm. Is this thing really worth that investment or that trade off in cost? And so the things that you buy become significantly more valuable because you recognize the value of yourself of your time and like what it took for you to be Mm -hmm, able to get there mm -hmm. and i do think that that comes with maturity and with growing into adulthood because before you didn't have any money or whatever money you did have as a young adult didn't feel like it was tied to real responsibility or i should speak for myself my money in my early (laughs) 20s was not tied to real responsibility it was like i want to buy something i'm going to buy it and then when I don't have any more money, I'm gonna wait until I get my next paycheck and buy more things. That was because you ain't much. had no, you ain't, yeah, you didn't have any bills that this had. You had to be, you had to earmark, you know, this money for it. Like, all your paycheck money was just net. It was just profit. It was just yep. straight to my pocket to spend on whatever I want. I don't have to take a third of it and put it aside for like my bills and things of that nature. Yeah, and I wonder if now that I mean, obviously that would never happen, but a really good way to help curve spending. It was like, if so, if it's for some way we can think about when we go out, go out buying things and we see the price and we don't see dollar signs, but we see it as in terms of hours of your life spent. So yeah, it's, we it's, need some smart glasses. Yeah, or something. yeah, so that's just that. Just, yeah, some smart glasses. And then it, when you see the yeah. price, it, it already had, it already knows how much you make. So it'll break that down to your hourly. And then you see a price on it and it, it won't say 99, $99. It's going to say an hour and a half of your life. Will we make the same decisions when it comes to purchasing these things? I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like that's a really good point for us to segue into wedding planning and how much that shit costs, y'all. The moment of silence. Yeah. Death of a bank account. Damn, it's expensive. It is very expensive. It is very expensive. So, I I think to that point of like thinking about it in hours of your life and or your value system, some of this stuff is not valuable to me. Venues, you want me to pay how much to be in this room with these people that I already know? 
What do yeah. you mean? Just to be in the room. This is not anything else. This is not chairs, tables, mm-hmm. decorations. decorations. It's not mm-hmm. food. It's not drink. It's not anybody helping to serve food or drink. It's just to be in the room. Just to be for the hour. For an hour. And we ain't even trying to do hours. It hurts. So, like, we're realizing, first and foremost, it's not even free just to get married. Like, if you want to be like, you know what? We don't care about none of that. We we just want to go and get married and then go about our lives. 300. Yeah. And that, I'm, I'm, of course, we're talking from Texas right now. Obviously, for, for like, with everything, each state is, you know, it's different, what, what have you. But you're coming out of, you're coming out a couple hundo, uh, a few hundo, maybe, just just to sign your name on the dotted line and then mm-hmm. go about your business. Mm-hmm. That's not nothing. We haven't talked about getting a suit or renting one or getting a dress or what have you. We ain't talking. We ain't talking about nothing else. But just you married now. I'm married. <laughs> yeah, a few hundred dollars right there off top. Damn, that shit frustrating. Yeah, I was like, damn. Why? Why we gotta pay? Why we gotta pay to do this? I feel like y'all should be paying us. By y'all, I mean like the government should be paying us to do this, and we and we doing and we like setting up the the new generation. And this what you want? For, isn't this what you want us to do? Ain't y'all worried that we not doing this? I know. Where's the incentive to do this? It really is cheaper just to sit to, to like to not get married. But we're not going to go down that path. We want to be married. We're going to get married. We're going to pay the money, but let us complain a little bit. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Let, let me just show y'all. Let me just tell y'all the frustration of it. Now. now not only is the fact that everything costs money is frustrating, it's also trying to figure out just what we want to do. Even if, before we even think about how much it's going to cost, we just think about like, how do we, how do we want to get married? What do mm-hmm. we want to do? Who do, we, who do we want to be there? Do we want something small? Or do we want something big? We don't want anything big. We don't want anything medium. We don't want anything <laughs> like medium, small. We want something very, very small. Micro wedding. Like micro wedding, if you will. By micro, I mean like immediate family and us only. Yeah. And if some of the immediate family don't show up, at least for mine, okay, I, I get it because you got to fly and do all this extra stuff. But very, very, very small. And uh, okay, can I say something yes, about ahead, this? Babe. Go ahead, take so, it, take it, please. I was reading my James Clear email, which if y'all don't follow him, he has a newsletter and he's also the author of Atomic Habits. Good book, Joshua Reed. And he had a quote in there about like decision making. And he was like, some decisions are like hats. So you can always try on a hat, wear it for a little bit, return and get a new hat and like just try it out. It doesn't really matter. Try on as many hats as you want as quickly as possible. Some decisions are like haircuts. Like, yes, you get a haircut. It's a bad haircut. It sticks around for a little while. You don't really like it, but your hair is going to grow. It's going to change. You can always fix it. And some decisions are like tattoos. Mm -hmm. You need to think long and hard about what it is that you're going to do because it's going to be with you for a while. And unless you're willing to do something to totally reverse it, which is also going to be costly and timely, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to look at this thing for a really long time. And with those decisions, you want to go slowly and be deliberate and intentional in making decisions. Mm -hmm. I think that this is maybe our first, well, no, moving here, I would say it's probably a tattoo-like decision, but more haircutty. Yeah, I I say it's more haircutty, more haircutty. But I think this, so then I stand on it. This feels like our first tattoo Mm. decision that we have to make because 
these pictures are going to be around forever. This, we only get this one wedding day. We can always like get remarried, renew our vows, whatever. But this, this day is only going to happen once. Mm. And I think that that is a part of where the stress of the planning is amplified and the desire to, at least for me, for it to be right is coming from. So I'm like, we're only going to do this mm-hmm. thing in this way, this one time. And I want it to be right. I hear that. Yeah. So it was really helpful for me to have that as a reference of like, ah, this is a tattoo decision. It's a big one. We should go slow. We should be deliberate in our decision making and be intentional because we only get this one time to be married. I, yeah, I get that. I, I, I see 100% agree with that. And, and with that being the case, I also want to make sure that it's something that we that we want, mm-hmm. not what we feel like. I don't want to should this situation. Mm. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Because it's one time. It, it, it should be like this. It should be like, no, what? How do we personally want to get married? How do we want? Because, yeah, we want family, friends, but like they not getting married. We getting married. We are going to want to going to have these memories that's going to be that's going to be extra meaningful to us. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to mean something to our family and friends and stuff, too. But it's not going to mean anything work close to how it's going to mean to you and I. And I want to make sure that at the end of the day that that is priority, that we are doing the things that we want, irrespective of what the wishes of anybody else outside of us is. Yeah, I feel that. That's a challenge for me. I want to accommodate everyone. I want to make sure that everyone has a good time. And I I guess I also had a realization that, you know, a part of what happens at a wedding that can be meaningful for not just the bride and groom, but for the families is this feeling of like, oh, we're joining families. Mm -hmm. We are all coming together as one. Where that is, I don't want to say impossible for us, but different for us is the fact that our families haven't met before. So this will be their first opportunity to meet each other. You don't become family um, in one day, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't build Mm -hmm. a relationship with people in one day. And typically not in your first meeting of those people. Like, sure, there's times where people just click like, yes, We really get each other. We're really vibing. But that is not always the case. And so a part of what I was struggling with as I'm thinking about a plan and like trying to accommodate people and thinking about what it is that I want is like, I want everybody to have a good time. I want everybody to be interacting. These people don't know each other. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of interaction that they're going to have is not within my control. And as much as I want to do things to try to foster that interaction and have it be a memorable day where everybody can have fun. That's not why they're here either. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I want them to be here, but why they're here is to celebrate you and I. So mm-hmm. what, what happens between them, the mixing and mingling between them is secondary to mm-hmm. us getting married that day. But it's a lot of pressure. It's a, it's a lot of pressure and expectation to put on an event, especially pressure that you don't have control over the outcome yeah. of. And and it's something that you know that if it doesn't go how you imagine it will negatively impact the experience. So it's like, why go through, you know, like why, why put yourself through that if you don't have to and recognizing that while I want, you know, the families to meet and be cool and cordial and be like, Oh, I met my best friends. We were great now. If it doesn't happen, it's not because like 
they don't fuck with each other or like you failed or something like that, which I imagine would be a primary emotion that you would feel during that, if that, if that were to happen. And I think that's, you know, I, I just personally think that's a lot to put on yourself and also on this event. Mm-hmm. That's not about them. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely had to sit with myself and realize that that is not something that's within my control. Mm-hmm. Like I have influence in terms mm. of like setting up the day in a way that there will be space and time for people to interact. But if somebody's not in the mood to talk or mm. people don't talk to each other, I can't, I can't do anything about that. Like that's not within my control. It is what it is. And hearing you speak it like that, I'm I'm just thinking about my both sides of my family. And I'm wondering if the same is true for you. Like how close are both sides of your family to each other? Like I know for me, I know it might not be the same for for everybody, but I, I imagine it's not too dissimilar. Like they are, they don't know each other like that. And the only people who may know, to be honest with you, I don't even know if my my maternal grandmother or siblings have even met my father's anybody from my father's side of the family. Not to say like that's justification for like. Them not meeting and stuff like that, but I'm wondering is that more the norm than not? Like mm-hmm. for you, how close or how how much interaction is there between you know people from each side of your your parents or maybe each side of your family with each other? There's a decent amount of interaction, and of course, my family structure is interesting because I have a step parent as well as like my biological mom's family as well as my dad's. Family, which mm. of course he has a mom and a dad as well, and I would say like I mean you know my mom people when oh, yeah. we're at Thanksgiving at yeah, my she, mom's house inspired. there's people from every mm, different branch of that family that are coming together to be able to celebrate with each other. So it is a little bit more, I guess, common for me or in my mind a little bit more normal for mm. there to be that intermixing. Mm-hmm. Now I can see that. Granted, mm-hmm. those. Some of those connections only exist because I exist, right? Like the only reason that certain people have relationships with each other is because you pull them together. Yes, I pull them together, and or they have a relationship with me. I'm in a space. I'm like, oh, you should come, and then you know everybody gets along or whatever. But yeah, I think that that I just really love family, and my ideal situation would be one in which our marriage signifies our families being able to also be family and have some sort of relationship with each other. Even that's if that's not going to be the case immediately, that's real. That's real. I, I'm. I can acknowledge that perhaps the the wide separation between both sides of my family, which I imagine it has something to do with the fact that one lives in Puerto Rico yeah. and the other one lives, you know, in the countries of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, not not to say that Florida is is a different country, but like in the country of Florida, excuse me, and language barriers and stuff like that. I you know. And just this, that being my experience, how that flavors my ambivalence on on how our families get together. To me, it's like it's, it's not important because I never saw the importance of it, or I never really saw it. So I was like, eh, it's whatever. If it happens, cool. If it's, if it doesn't, we we'll figure it out. It doesn't have necessarily have to. It it neither. It doesn't have to happen at, at all. And secondly, it, if it were to happen, it doesn't have to happen at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing you say like how, and also remembering how close everything is, especially through you, I can see how that became like an important thing for you. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that you are acknowledging that. And I, yeah, I think that's a big part of getting married for me is the idea that me and you are becoming one. And as an extension, our mm-hmm. families are now connected. I think, you know, brother-in-laws, I mean, my mom is close with all of her in-laws, like brother-in-law, sister-in-law, all of those people she has close relationships with, which I'm grateful to have a close relationship with Crystal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm grateful for the relationship that you're able to develop with my brothers. But I think, yeah, it could only get closer from here. Yeah, and that's, that's never true. a bad thing to me. I, I, I imagine my sister... We'll probably get cool, probably be like semi cool to cool with your brothers and definitely with your mom because mm-hmm. like, your mom is very social. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the role like my little sister plays, the crystal plays. Yeah, definitely. My dad will probably be in there somewhere as well. My mom is very anti. So she'll be in the cut and, you know, mostly she's there because like my mom or dad is there, um, which I imagine to be similar to how your brothers would be. Mm-hmm. Like they're there, you're cool. And I see you, what's up? But I'm not, you know, I'm not. They're not gonna randomly text somebody like, "Hey, you know, I was thinking about you." This is true. This is very, very true. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely think to that point, though. um, One of the things that I've always thought about in having a wedding and who would be in attendance at my wedding, and maybe a part of the big reason that I'm like, I always know I was probably gonna have a small wedding. The only people who I want to be there are people who are actually gonna be a part of my life throughout this marriage. Mm-hmm. So many people get married, have big weddings with people that they invite who are not a right. part of their life beyond that wedding day, or for many years into their marriage. And it's not necessarily a fault of that person and their desire to include this person in their wedding or to invite them there. But I think for me, this is a personal prominent moment in my life and I don't need my coworker, my friend from third grade, my braider, nail tech. <laughs> like cool. I don't need all That's these people at, yeah. at this event. It doesn't necessarily um to me, communicate their connection to us as a couple. And I think that that's another part of the reason why I am harping on the family thing is like, I don't want anybody to feel like they're just there for me or just there for you. You are here for us. So if you don't care about this union, if you don't care about this relationship making, get out. You don't need to be here. Right. Just send your money. Just send your gift. Um, Save you the the flight and all that. Yeah, I get you though. I, I definitely understand. I'm thinking about it too. Like, I never, I don't think I ever really imagined having a large wedding either. Uh, and if I go from when I was a kid and thinking about what it, what it, what it may look like to now, I think the list is probably like the amount of people has just shrunk. Mm-hmm. Just just because like recognizing the relationships that are important to me as mm-hmm. I, as I've gotten older. And right now I'm thinking, I was like, I could fit the amount of people that I would, if, yeah, if I would, would invite a bunch of people, like all, all of them could fit on two hands. Like, mm-hmm. And I think I might have a couple, couple, uh, fingers left, left. Over, left over. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I really, I really wanted to be a small, small thing where, like you said, it's going to be people that I'm going to be in contact with. Who's literally going to be, People who like my kids, I imagine my kids are going to have a personal relationship with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we say all that to say, anyway, all all that. I was going to say, you're trying to wrap it up now. No, no, no. All that, all that. We're trying to to balance all of that 
while also not trying to break the bank and trying to find, you know, decent ways to make this happen without paying too much money. Because why we really want to get married is not the it's not the thing that we want to spend a lot of money on. What we what we really care about is going to be this travel, this honeymoon. That's what we finna fuck. That's what we're probably gonna blow the bag on. And also recognizing how big the bag will have to be because the vacation or the the honeymoon you have in mind is a bag. It's a bag. It is a bag. And and, and we, I, I, I've been trying to tie it back to what you said earlier about the memories and stuff like that. I think my dad had sent uh, a Facebook video to me uh, or to the family, excuse me, uh, Earlier today or something like that, and it was like four things that like makes you change the way you think. And one of the one of the things was like, if if it costs X amount of money in order to have an experience, spend it, spend it mm. because like you can't get that you like you can get the money back, you can't get that time that you would have spent enjoying that experience back. Mm. Uh, so if, if if you know if it costs you know a, a rack to go on this on this trip, it's gonna cost more than that. If it's gonna cost you a rack to go on this trip with your with your friends and people that you you love and care about, and you're gonna have a great time. It's that is worth the money that you're gonna spend, even if it's like ah, I hurt, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And you and when you and it may hurt right now, but in the future when you're on your deathbed or what have you, you you are going to be happy that you're going to say that this was well worth it. Yeah. I, not even your deathbed a year later, two years later, this is going to be like, yo, I, yo, this is a worth it. This memory can help fuel me. It can help sustain me. When things are tough, I remember that this great, this, this great time. And, uh, it's making me realize that, Hey, we're trying to have a good time on this, on this, on this thing. And, uh, the less we spend on the wedding, the more we can spend on the, on the getaway. And you know, saying what, what are you, are you trying to be? Are you trying to be on the water somewhere? Huh? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to make that happen? <sighs> and I guess to that point, big side for some people, the wedding is the experience, and so mm-hmm. if that's what you value, definitely spend your money on that mm-hmm. because there are. It is one of those. It, I'm not going to get this time back. I'm not going to get to get married for the first time to this person ever again. And so you should spend the money on that if that is what is of the most value for you, if that's the experience that you most want to have. Um, I think what the I, I think the story that you tell about your wedding day can be a reflection of what the experience is like. And so I'm curious for you, when you think about like, okay, 10 years from now, mm-hmm. somebody's like, oh, I'm about to get married. You know, I'm, I'm planning a wedding. What advice would you give? What do you think you would say is the story of our wedding day or advice you would give that person? Well, the, the advice I would give, I would say just identify what's important to you, like go all in on what's important to you and cut ruthlessly on the things that aren't that, that are not. Mm-hmm. Do not consider anyone else's feelings except for you, you, you twos until after everything is done. You twos or threes. I don't know what, what kind of time they, they may, they may be on. They might mm-hmm. be on. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it is very easy to be, to get overwhelmed with, perceived expectations of what a wedding is supposed to look like or, mm-hmm. or, you know, what you should be doing. And I can easily see how people end up spending 30, 40, 50 racks and have a 
terrible fucking time. Yeah. Uh, and like don't like it. It was and it, and it becomes stressful and it's not enjoyable. And that is so. It is to me very anti the reason that that it is. You're no longer. The purpose that you're here, the the, day, the purpose of the day is is has been lost mm-hmm. at that at that point. The, the minute that you forget why you're doing it, the minute that you are no longer enjoying the process, is the day is 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 the day that you failed at that point. Like you need to you need to recoup. Like this, you're, we are not doing anything productive at, at this point anymore. Um, so I would say prioritize both of y'all's wishes and and values when it comes to this wedding and in that vein it would be i said that's it's very important that y'all are aligned on this this wedding thing because that right there can probably potentially break a relationship or break a relationship if someone has like this like i can't imagine i might be generalizing here but i can't imagine me date you know dating like a nigerian woman and be like i want a small wedding ain't no way that's gonna happen because you know how they do Everybody's got to be out there. We driving a hundred bands easy. I can't. Mm-mm. So I think it's really important that you well, guys not even that. that. Just you're not having one wedding. That's the other thing. That's true. You're man. gonna have your American wedding. You're gonna have your traditional wedding. If there are people who can't attend either, like you might have weddings in more than one location. Yeah, them, them and them inter them interracial weddings gotta be gotta go be crazy like wild. And when I say interracial, I mean like. Like intercultural, intercultural. Yeah, that's my fault. Intercultural weddings got to be wild. Like the the planning and the things that the pressures on you is. I'm starting to recognize why people elope. <laughs> we don't have none of those pressures we listed before on us, mm-hmm. like the cross cultural type stuff. But even just the regular, we just need to go and you know sign a line name on the dotted line you know just have our people meet up you know have some some, uh, some good food you know look look nice have some good pictures and video taken i'm like bro i i can see the appeal of just saying fuck everybody let's just get up out of here and and, and then just pop up mary on them i feel that babe but what 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 would you be your advice um, go slow. Mm. You have time. There is no reason for you to do anything that you don't want to do because you feel like you need to get it done in a certain amount of time. I would also say that this is your first time doing it, but it's not the first time that it's been done. Mm. So make sure that you rely on the resources that exist. Like there's a lot of people who make this their job, who make this, you know, the thing that they're the most interested in. You don't have to do this all by yourself. So make sure that if you want help that you go and seek it out because there's plenty of help out there. That's real. And to do the best that you can to focus on the fun parts. Mm-hmm. If there's something about this that you are genuinely excited about, if you have like a, oh my gosh, I always wanted to do X, Y, Z, or I really thought that I wanted to have, I don't know, cake pops instead of cake. In my, like make sure that you get the things that you really mm-hmm. truly want um, and don't compromise on those things. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I feel like you had another train of thought. Where were you going to go? No, that train has left the station. It's gone. 
and uh, I have no idea what I was where I was going to go if, if anywhere with it. Um, I think I can uh, like I say what I wanted to say. Maybe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I had another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was naive, yo. When, when I when I proposed to her, I was like, yo, you should be married in three months. Did you really think that? I thought it, I thought it was I thought it, it should it should be light work. It should be light work. Like, hey, we want to get married. Pick a date. Let's just do it. Bing bong boom. And I remember I remember thinking like, oh yeah, people be engaged and like their wedding date is like two three years. I'm like, why it takes so long to do it? Why it takes so long to be, be married? Two three years is wild work in my opinion, and and it still is in my. But I can see how it can take. At the very least, a year, mm-hmm. a good solid like I'm um, we working year to fig- to get a decent wedding up. But I say decent, I mean like a money wise decent, like just dropping tens of thousands on it to get it get it set up. And it was like, oh my, I'm, oh it, the the amount of time that it could take. It could also go very very quickly. But like if. To your point, if you want to get all of the things that you want want in it, if you want to be deliberate and make sure that everything is perfect and it aligns with your values, I can easily see this joint taking a year plus for it to be set up. If only just because the venue and the timing of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you might you might have found a venue, but the time ain't available when you when you want it. And I, and I imagine time the time that you get married is very important. Can be very important to people. You know what I'm saying some people are like I can I can only get married in the spring, or I can only get I want to get married here because it has some specific, some specific significance. It's a little tongue twister there. Little, some specific significance to either one or both of the, those parties, and it, it has to fall on this weekend or it has to fall during this season. So yeah, I can like I said, I was a little naive and recognizing like how much time it can really take to set up a decent wedding. Um, and I'm learning more during, you know, throughout this whole process, I'm praying to God that it's not going to take us a year plus to do it, but I can see how it could. Yeah, that was just where I was going to go with Mm -hmm. it. No, I think you're right, babe. And I was also naive. (laughs) I don't think that I knew. I mean, I had the experience of being... Uh, maid of honor and remember how stressful that was and I was like I'm not doing no bridal party mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy that nobody wants to do this I'm not gonna ask anybody to participate in this mm-hmm. Um, but being the actual person who has to make all the decisions the final yeses and the no's and, and really think all this stuff through it does take time and you don't want to rush yourself you don't want to make a decision that you're not necessarily gonna regret but a decision that you're not happy with because all these things require deposits like yeah. you can't you got to put put something on it. It's mm-hmm. not just uh, I can change my mind kind of thing. So mm-hmm. the good news is, like I said, we're trying to keep it real small and intimate. So I mm-hmm. think that allows us to be. We can move quick. We can move faster. We can, we are we will be more agile than the larger parties. Um, That's true. So that is a of great benefit to keeping it small. Um, yeah, if you want to have a. You know, drag out one. You know, you have. I, I, in my opinion, I think had that in the in the future. Had that later. You know, what I'm saying as a as a kind of a more celebration of this of the success of the marriage as opposed to balling out off of the start start line. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. Do what you want to do. If it's of value to you, and then y'all can do it, do it. But I'm saying for us, we're trying to keep that joint 
teeny tiny micro wedding. Micro wedding. I can't even see through my finger right now. That's how tiny this hoe is. Micro wedding, macro moon. Big moon. Big moon. Big moon energy. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to trying to catch these these good flights. Ain't no economy here. I know. What you're talking about. But I'm also scared for you. Once we fly non-economy, well, it's that's gonna be it's gonna be like the new norm. It's like it's like when you first get, you know, when you first get that salary, that's you know, making the most money you have, and then you that's the new that's the new floor. Yeah. Can't I feel like that, I feel like that's gonna be the case. That's that's probably gonna be the case for us. Yeesh. Yeesh. Okay, I'm willing. I'm big willing. Big I'm willing to. I'm willing to. Huh? What? What was that? I said you got it, big buddy. Yeah, uh, I'm willing to take that chance because okay, I want to. I want to. I want to fly nice. I want to fly nice. You know what I'm saying? Call me Mister. Oh no! Don't call me Mister. No, that's that name has very negative connotations in the black community. Call me Sir. Sir. Anything, yeah. Sir? Yeah. How How you feeling? You good? You got anything? I'm good. Anything I'm hungry. Yeah. So. Great seeing y'all. Yeah, it was great seeing y'all, y'all. I hope y'all have a good week. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to the to the lovers. Uh, lovers. My advice to y'all: don't go out on Valentine's Day. Get stay out the way on that day. It's gonna be busy. You already know what time it is. I ain't said I. I didn't say don't celebrate. I said don't go out. Don't be. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Find ways to celebrate that don't is. include going out to busy restaurants. Yeah, what they're gonna be? Saying? Yeah, they're gonna be running up the. That's the, true. Gonna be running Everybody up the gonna bill. have a special. Everybody gonna and have a special. Gonna, gonna be cost money. At least way more. One fifty. Yeah. Two hundred yeah. is the bottom for the yeah. special. Yeah, and it's gonna be extra packed. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, stay out the way. Don't um, do it. Also, yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day, man. Hope y'all have a good time. Hope both parties have a good time and feel loved, intended to, my men and women. Everybody gets this love on Valentine's Day. That's the whole point. Everybody yeah. to feel love. Yeah. 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 All right, y'all. <laughs> Episode 115. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, we can't wait to, for you know to see y'all again in a couple weeks. Peace out. Also subscribe because y'all need to be into it. Peace. Bye.